this, and it's an old uh, kids' poem that we used to do uh, when we were younger. Um, that first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby carriage, mm -hmm. and so uh, most people will recognize that. And we're going to talk about the first part of that about first comes love, yeah. and how love works, how love uh, works in the marriage relationship, um, how we develop love. I was using Proverbs 18:22, Sharon, that says, "He who finds a wife finds a good thing mm -hmm. and obtains favor from the Lord." Mm -hmm. That you actually, by obtaining, by getting, finding a good wife, and I love that. It says, "Finds a wife, finds a good thing, and obtains favor from the Lord." The Message Bible says, "Find a good spouse, and you find a good life." Isn't that true? That is true. And uh, you know, we've seen people's lives broken because mm -hmm. of marrying the wrong person yeah. just just the marriage did not work out right and um we've seen ministers lives ruined yes. because of uh just because ministries that have just gone down the tubes because the spouse wasn't on board with things so yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about that here today but it says find a good spouse you find a good life yeah and even more the favor of god yeah the favor like of that. god so when we talk about that, that first comes loves, love and how love applies to our life, um, you know, we, we tend to think of that as more of an extraneous thing about, you know, who can I love? And we deal with people and we, Sharon and I both dealt with it. Who am I going to marry? Who am yeah. I, you know, we had lots of relationships in our past that, you know, with, uh, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, um, and those kinds of things in your life. And you think, is this the one? Is this the one? Mm -hmm. And that can become a real difficult journey for us. And one of the things I think Sharon and I both would agree on with this is, is that it's more important to focus on letting God love you than it is to try to find the person to love. If you right. can't be fulfilled without being married, you mm -hmm. won't be fulfilled by being married. Well, and we've always said that if this relationship, meaning that our relationship with going to God is not right, right, then this relationship, the horizontal relationship, will never work. And, you know, obviously, I mean, like you just said, I mean, we've had um, in our own lives, you know, before we met, I mean, we had various relationships. I happened to be, have been married before. Yeah. You know, I was attracted, and you're going to talk about that a little, in a little bit, but I was attracted to a young man. Um, and, you know, I thought it was love, you know, but obviously he didn't believe that it was love. Yeah. And, and it ended up in divorce. Um, but, you know, and then not just that, but then following after that, I mean, I was in and out of relationships, in and out of relationships. And so, you know, just, but it wasn't until I finally just said, you know what, God, I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to focus on my relationship with you. Yeah. I'm going to focus on finding out who I am in you. I'm going to focus on how you feel about me. Amen. And when that began to happen, and when I began to, you know, and we talk about this quite a bit, when I began to identify my identity in Christ, then when you came into my life, I even struggled then mm -hmm. with letting you in right? because I was like, oh, no, no, no. It's just going to be me and Jesus now. You know, I, I don't need I don't need you. Right. And but so, you know, I mean, we have a lot. We, I, we had I had a lot to work through to work through that. Unfortunately, our list of relationship failures are as much longer than our list of relationship 
successes. Right, except that this relationship has lasted, obviously, a lot longer. Yeah, well, our story, um, just to, some of you know us, some of you don't know us, uh, that are watching is, is that Sharon and I met in June of 1981, and uh, I proposed to her um, on July the 4th, 1981. I only knew her for a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. and I proposed to her. I was getting ready to leave for the mission field August the 15th, and so I asked her if she ever thought about going on the mission field. She said, only if I, minister, only if I marry a missionary, a missionary. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. So anyways, we, we kind of danced around for two weeks about our mm -hmm. feelings for each other, and then finally on July the 4th, with Greg, who's sitting on the other side of that camera, sleeping in the back seat mm -hmm. uh, after we had ice cream up at Wolf Run, yeah. and uh, the uh, I I popped the said uh, we've got to talk, mm -hmm. and I talked about wanting to spend my life with her. Well, she agreed. July the fourth, we got engaged, and then on August the eighth, we got married. And that was really the reason it was August the 8th was that was the soonest we could. I right. mean, every, we had a bunch of other stuff that was going on. Well, we did have the opportunity that you could have gone and gone ahead. Yes. Without us getting married. Yeah. And I was like, heck no. Yeah. I'm not going to send you out on the mission field single. Yes. And yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. Well, Reverend Peel told us, too. Our uh, leader on the mission field told us that he said, it's better that you come here married than right. single. So, right. Yeah. But. You but know, that's it, our, but that's our story, and that's a unique it's story. It's very unique, and, yeah. And I mean, that is a synopsis of it. That I mean, there were a lot that was going on mm -hmm. during that time. I mean, I had a lot of fears. You know, I had a lot of anxiety during that time. And and you and of course, you had never been married before. I right. mean, even though you had been in relationships, but you know, so we had a lot. I was close. You were close. We had a lot to deal with. I mean, yeah. and so that was just the beginning of yeah. the journey. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we're both firstborn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which that carries a lot of things with it. Yeah. Um, we it's both shared come, super opinionated. Yeah. <laughs> we were both we're both independent. Yes. Um, so we had to learn to lay that aside and depend upon, first of all, upon God. Yeah. And then second of all, learn to depend upon each other, each Amen. other. Amen. Not that you ruled over me or that I was ruling over you. Right. But that we learn to come together and depend upon each other. So, you know, personalities came into effect sure. with all of that. So, um, yeah. But at the time that was right, and what Sharon said was we were both working on us and our relationship with God. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11 says, And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent and that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. Truthfully, about the time that Sharon and I met, we weren't really looking to get married anymore. Mm -hmm. We had pretty much been through enough yeah. stuff. We just decided, you know, and I visited the church there and I saw her. And I will tell you this, I was attracted to her, okay? So, um, you know, attraction is a part of love, but should not be all that love right. is. And um, you grow into love. Uh, you're not instantly. I know it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't sound as romantic to say that I really like you. or love at first sight. I really like being yeah. with you, or I really like talking to you. 
um, or even that I'm attracted to you. But if I say I love you, it's like huge risk taking, mm -hmm. you know, by saying that. And it's interesting, you know, when we talk about love, Sharon, um, the, the, we only have one word we use for love really in our in the English, in the English mm -hmm. language. And the Hebrews were in sort of the same, the, in the Bible, were in sort of the same category as us. Right. The Greeks came along. They had like all these definitions of love. I think seven total. The predominant ones that they used were agape, phileo, storge, and eros. And eros is uh, physical love, mm -hmm. which they would define as sexuality. Uh, storge is relational love. That's love, you know, you... You love your brother, mm -hmm. um, but you don't love your brother the same way that you would love a husband. Right. Um, or even, you know, you love your mom and dad. Mm -hmm. That's storge. It's that's relational love. Yeah. Then phileo, which is friendship, mm -hmm. you know, being in a deeper friendship, brother, brotherly, sisterly, right. you know. Yeah. yeah. And then the agape, which God demonstrates agape to us, mm -hmm. which is total commitment, total sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And later on, next week, we'll look at this, but he tells that in a marriage relationship, that's the kind of love that two people should have for each other mm -hmm. is this totally sacrificing love. So mm -hmm. when we talk about love and we talk about being in love, you know, we're, we're coming up on Valentine's Day, you know, um, the... The, the aspects of love and the way it's looked at, this romantic idea really predominantly deals in the realm of Eros love. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be about attraction. It's going to be about compatibility, mm -hmm. all of those kinds of things. But real love, if we're going to talk about what real love looks like, real love is a commitment that we have made to each other to prefer the other over, themsel over mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. I think that was part of what what we had to deal with when we came together, you don't grow into that instantly. Mm -hmm. You don't grow into that after the first kiss. Um, you know, you don't even grow into that right away after you say, I do. Right. It takes time to develop that kind of love in your life. I would say that our love is much stronger mm -hmm. and deeper today. Um, mm -hmm. Even though we're still attracted to each other, right. that we still, that that love is a much deeper love than that because it's based off of a mutual respect, a mutual commitment, trust for each other. Mm -hmm. It's based off of, and we've had to work on that. Right. And we'll talk about how that mm -hmm. we, how that we did that. You have to develop love. It's, mm -hmm. it's just plain and simple. Nobody really understands what attraction is really all about. I mean, there were other girls at the church that day when I went there, mm -hmm. but I was attracted to you. Right. And I don't know why. Right. I, I have no idea why. But there was something that was there. People, and I know Christians, we will say things like, well, it was the Holy Spirit or it was right. God or God told me or whatever. And, and I suppose that can happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that happened to me. Right. God didn't say that's the woman that you're going to marry. No, you said. I said that's the woman <laughs> I want to marry. I chased you. You didn't chase I know. me. Uh, yes, that's uh, so true. And, no, I was, yeah, and it was a chase. I was running. Yeah, you tried to run. Yeah. And, but God help me. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Lord, I thank you. So, but nobody really understands the laws of attraction. Mm -hmm. You know, what attracts two people together. Um, you know, you've met people. I've met people in our lives. Uh, you've met women that you instantly connected with. Mm -hmm. And who knows why that is? Right. I mean, right. they may not even have thought the same way that mm -hmm. you think, but mm -hmm you know, connected. Right. Patty Ampston, I think about when we had Patty come to the church that 
you know, Patty and I instantly connected, mm -hmm. and we were like in our, you, you said know, it was I like sat, we were in our own little world. I was sitting in the back seat just going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. talking about the Word <laughs> you guys, in our yes, study. Yes. She was having fun, I was having yeah, fun. Yeah, But so I don't, we don't get what attraction is really all about. Right, right. I'm sure there's biologics involved with it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what they all are, but I will tell you this. Attraction and love are not the same thing. Right, right. And, you know, you could be attracted to somebody, that you don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't know anything about. I mean, they did a whole movie called Fatal Attraction, yeah. which was about yeah. a guy that thought he had met this really great woman and she was a psycho. So, yeah. and I'm sure there's men that it's the same kind of a thing that, you know, you think, wow, this guy's really cool. He's really great. And he, he's right. a nut. Right. He's, he's a nut case. Well, you know, and in that too. So let's just take a couple minutes and talk about um, personalities. Because, you know, whenever we talk about personalities, uh, you know, and, and they say, you know, opposites attract. Right. And I, can, and I can truthfully say that I have been in relationships where that was the case. Mm -hmm. That I was drawn to that person, to that man, because they had something I didn't have. Right. They, they were either funny or they were intelligent. Not that I'm not intelligent, but, you know, they, they just... They stood out in a way that I was not standing out, and so I was attracted to that. Mm -hmm. um, that didn't. That was not love. Mm -hmm. Although, I thought, okay, well, we can we can come in, we can fall in love. Mm -hmm. All right, and so therefore, you give yourself to something, and then you get into it, and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't. You know, either they decide, yeah, you're not what I want, or you all of a sudden you wake up and you go, yeah, this isn't what I want. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in, pers in understanding the personalities, the different personalities, you know, we begin to, I mean, you and I, we really are opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, even though we're firstborns and we're independent, but yet on the personality scale, we still fall in the same category as that we are task-oriented. Right, right. You know, we want to get things done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of plays into it. I mean, we had the same. And then. Except you think about things a lot longer. I, than do. I do. I take, you know, yeah, you kind of jump out and do it. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's a process here we have to go through. Yeah. I mean, I want to get the task done, but let's do it right. Yeah. Not that you don't do things right. And you've grown in that area. I mean, and I've grown in that area. That's the way it's supposed to be is iron sharpens iron. Right. So we're helping yeah. each other. Yeah. But even with that, you know, and we didn't know this, we didn't know this term back in the day, almost 40 years ago, um, core values. Mm -hmm. we, didn't, we didn't understand what that was. And unless you understand what your core values are, unless you know what those are, values, why don't you explain what a core value is? Well, core value is just a non-compromising belief that you have in your life that you're not gonna move from, okay? It's non-compromising. It is a value, it is a core belief that you that you carry with you wherever you go. And that core belief could be, you know, could be a lot of different things. A, a core belief can be that um, I'm close with my family. Mm -hmm. So so family if, is a core value. Yeah, so if we're gonna be in a relationship, mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to be close with your family too mm -hmm. because you're close with your mm -hmm. family. That's a core value. Yeah. It's non-compromising. It's like Jesus. It's the same yesterday, today, and, and forever. forever. Right. And so 
when we have these core values in our lives, like things like, um, you know, if integrity, you talked about integrity mm -hmm. being one of Te those. Integrity is one of my core values. So what that means with that is, is that that is a core integrity is important to me. I want to have integrity in my life. And so I strive to work, work towards that. It's a core value. Everything I come to, and part of that is my, is my personality too, right. because I'm an analytical. So it has to have integrity with it. But then with that is then I have a need for honesty. Yeah. So if that makes sense. So I need, I need people around me that I'm in relationship with yeah. to be honest with me. Right. Not about me, but they need to be truthful. Yep. And so if they're not. Yeah. It you know, and, it and, and that goes back to what we talked about earlier. It takes time to understand someone's about yes. what they value. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't happen overnight. Right. And, and so in saying all of that, it's important that you identify what your core values are. You should have at least three to five core values. Yeah. Things that are just non-compromising, right. like, you know, my faith in God. Spirituality. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, that's a, that's an aspect. Of, that's definitely a core value. Mm -hmm. It's interesting as we, as we look in, you know, in the scripture and we talk about attraction and we talk how that attraction and love, the, the contrast between the two. Um, there's a passage in Proverbs 31, 30, you know, when it talks about the, the virtuous woman. Oh, and yeah. I just love her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We love, I love her too. That's you, honey. <laughs> oh, right. And, but Proverbs 31, 30 says this, Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, one translation says it like this. I think this is the Passion Translation. But it says, Charm can be misleading and beauty is vain, and it so quickly fades. But the virtuous woman lives in wonder, in the wonder and awe and fear of the Lord. So a core value of the virtuous woman is is that she has a reverence for the Lord. Yeah. That's that's one of her core values. Right. And and if you read Proverbs 31, the reverence that she has for the Lord is reflected in her reverence for her husband as well. And her children. And her children, right. And and how she conducts herself. Um Beauty is a great thing. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, like I said, I was attracted to you instantly when I saw you. But the thing is, is that the thing that lasts is your virtue. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not that you're not still beautiful, but mm -hmm. you, but that virtue that's in your life is, is, has created an inner beauty that mm -hmm. is surfaced on the outside. Right. And uh, so we just have to remember that, you know, when we're in, when we're in these relationships that, um, you know, people will say, especially when we're young, we'll say stuff like, I want to grow old with you. Well, you don't know what grow old means, okay? Take so, a long look at her mother. Yeah, you look at her mom. <laughs> That's what I had to do is I looked at my wife's mother and I thought, yes, I would love being married Christ, to that. that was 40 years ago. So. Right, yep. And she yeah. still looks good. She She's does. beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. She, I, I'm telling you, for her, her bank, her love bank is full right now because yeah. we're talking about yeah. her. But... You, you have to, when, when you're going to work on a relationship, I put down four things, Sharon, that we, you know, you talked about core values. One is, is that you have to develop trust between the two of you. You have mm -hmm. to develop agreement. We'll go back over each of these. You have to go, you have to deal with understanding. And then the last one is you deal with respect. And I think one of the big ones there is understanding because uh, we're going to run out of time uh, on the air here. But, you know, Sharon, we both have a story. Mm-hmm. 
and we grew up in homes where things, you know, that we were both affected, mm -hmm. and we don't need to go through all of that. But we have to have understanding for where our spouse is at, yeah. that person, and you have to develop that. Yeah, it doesn't come instantly. Um, you know, it's like uh, Stephen Covey said: seek first to understand before you seek to be understood yeah. so often that the, the way that we react to things is contingent upon where mm -hmm. we've been what we've been through we call those triggers yeah they're triggers in our life and so you know we have to we have to be understanding everybody has a story when we talk to them and when we and if we really listen and this sometimes this is maybe a little harder for guys I think to do to just because we're just different the way mm -hmm. we're the way we wired in our thinking mm -hmm. You know, it's like one plus one equals two instead of one plus one minus one minus another one plus two plus three minus one okay, now I'm lost. equals two. <laughs> you know, we're just like, it's this and it's not all this other stuff, right. you know, right. it's not all the rest of the story. But, but the truth is all the story is important. And mm -hmm. so what we have to do is to develop a listening ear to understand why Maybe our spouses, maybe we're in a relationship. Let's just move the marriage part out of it. Mm -hmm. Just say we're in a relationship and they're upset about something, mm -hmm. you know, some kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. um, I remember uh, shortly after we were um, married, we were on the mission field and I had got hanging out with some people mm -hmm. and stayed too late and you came looking for me. And you, you probably don't even remember this, but you were I not. I remember at, you did You that pulled with up me. and said, "Where have you?" Oh, I called. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> Where have you been? Because what's running through our head is our past experiences mm -hmm. and what we've been through, and so we get upset. And I think that's a key thing. It doesn't excuse anything. Bad right. behavior. That is not uh, understanding. Is not a bad or, or a, an excuse, excuse for bad behavior. Right. But to understand where the other person is coming from, to really have a listening ear, you might be in a relationship right now that you're seeing behaviors, you're like, oh my goodness. Well, you're gonna to have to decide in that relationship before you get married, mm -hmm. is that the path that you wanna continue mm -hmm. on, no matter how much physically you're attracted. Because remember, right. the physical attraction is tremendous, but that isn't what keeps two people together. Right. You know, uh, sex does not, I mean, it's just, sex does not keep people together. Right. I mean, it just, it just doesn't. So um, what keeps people together is understanding, mm -hmm. trust we talked mm -hmm. about, that you have to develop trust. You talked about integrity mm -hmm. and developing that kind of trust. We talked about agreement. Mm -hmm. yeah. The Bible says, how can two walk together? unless they are agreed, agreed. we mm -hmm. and you and i have had to work on coming mm -hmm. into agreement on things yeah we had to agree on how many children we were going to have yep we had to agree on money yeah you know and that was a struggle for many years yep and uh but we got a hold of dave ramsey just real quick we got a hold of dave ramsey's stuff financial and peace financial peace yes and rescued us yes um we also did a disc profile yeah so that we could understand you were talking about understanding that really helped us yeah. a lot yeah so we so we could get to understand each other so you know so yeah um monies kids yeah you know and i'll tell you just as a kind of an aside with this sharon is a i'm not trying to do a commercial but i am sharon <laughs> is a certified disc uh, trainer mm -hmm. she could take you through a marriage disc discovery of your 
marriage traits between the two of you if you're in a marriage and you guys are having some issues um, if you're looking at getting married you ought to know before you, you go know. into it yeah. I just think before you make some kind of commitment right. and you're together you ought to know each other a little bit better. And so Sharon's certified to do that. She can get you hooked up with that. You can connect with her through Messenger, Facebook. through mm -hmm. Facebook Messenger, and uh, right through our church page, and we'd be happy to work along with you on that. Um, we talked about trust. We talked about agreement. We talked about understanding. And then out of all of that, I believe it comes mutual Res respect. respect yeah. And I may not like everything you say, but I mm -hmm. respect everything you mm -hmm. say. And um, I may not always agree with everything you right. say, but I respect you as an mm -hmm. individual. Um, I know how hard you have worked to get to where you are. You know how hard I've worked to get to where I am today right. in the Lord. And so because of that, we have mutual, mutual respect. respect. Yeah. We never talk bad. Uh, this is key. Mm -hmm. We never talk bad about each other to other to, people. To anybody else. Right? I might joke from the pulpit once in a while, and Sharon mm -hmm. will... If I let her preach, she'll get up and do that. But uh, we we don't, we never, right. I never go to people and say, you know, Sharon is just, you know, she's, she's really this been and hard that. on me. Yeah. Those are our problems to work out. They are not our friends. They are not our families. We don't talk mm -hmm. to our families about mm -hmm. these things. Um, our parents, when they were living, Sharon's folks are still alive, but when they were living, we do not discuss those things. So to me, that's respect. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can talk to a counselor. Uh, because they could help you maybe, but you can't go to people that you're in relationship with already right. and involve yeah. them in what's going on. Exactly. All right, last verse I wanted to read to you, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Ecclesiastes 9.9. 9. Mm -hmm. It says this in the Living Bible. Live happily with the woman. You could put live happily with the man. Mm -hmm. Live happily with the woman you love through the fleeting days of life. For the wife God gives you is your best reward down here for all your earthly labels, mm -hmm. toils, excuse, labors. You are a reward. Mm -hmm. I'm a reward to you. God yes. has blessed us in our life. If we're intentional. Mm -hmm. Listen, it takes 10 years to make a good marriage, and that's if you're intentional and you work on it. So hopefully we've given you a few ideas, some things that you might be able to do. And uh, next week we'll be talking about, you know, going to the next level that we talked about first comes love, then comes marriage. So we'll talk about the marriage relationship, how we work through some stuff, maybe set, give you some stories of things that we've had to <laughs> oh, work we through. Have bags of we stories. have <laughs> lots, lots and lots of stories. But thanks for being with us today. God bless you.